0: 8888352414 This is Blogging with Leslie! Hello and welcome to another episode of Blogging with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Summer from becomeablogger.com where we're changing the world one blog at a time and as usual, I have another exciting episode for you today. In today's episode, episode 361, I'm going to be talking about how to create and sell an online course. Creating courses can be a great way to make money online, especially if you're a blogger with an audience. But it can be overwhelming to figure out what to create a course about, how to create one, and how to start selling your awesome course. You know, this is something I've been doing for years inside of my blogger coaching club membership, and it's such a great way to provide value. We're going to be talking about tools. We're going to be talking about Tactics. We're going to be talking about everything you need to know to build your course and get it out there into the world. Whether you're just getting started or you're, you've created a few courses already, you're going to learn a few things that you can apply right now. So, creating and selling online courses, that's what we're going to be talking about today. What's up? I hope you are having an amazing day. I hope you are doing very well. I hope the sun is shining. I hope the the world is spinning. I okay, I'm just gonna stop. I just hope you're doing well. And if for some reason your day didn't start off the best, I hope that by the end of this episode, it'll be just a little bit better. This is episode number 361. You can find detailed show notes at becomeablogger.com slash. 361 any of the links any resources that I mentioned it'll all be there so we are talking about creating online courses and I'm excited to talk about this topic. Now, um, you know, I have my Blogger Coaching Club. And in my Blogger Coaching Club, I teach people how to build a business with a blog. And there are a number of courses inside the Blogger Coaching Club. Everything from um, blogging foundations to traffic generation to to, to podcasting to, to, to you know, how to create digital products and so on, Um and I'm going through a process right now of looking at what I have, reevaluating certain things, and revamping some of what I have in there. Uh, for example, the traffic generation course, I'm looking at adding a few more things into it. I thought I was going to just scrap it and start from scratch, but yesterday I was watching the course and I'm like, man, this, this course is actually pretty good. This gives you a really good foundation when it comes to traffic generation. So I just figured I'd add a few things in it. Um, And I'm doing a partnership where I'm gonna be selling uh, that course. And in the process, I started looking at this and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, have I spoken about creating courses? And I know I've spoken about it in passing, but I I don't think I've done an episode going in depth about how do you create it where I'm, I'm right now working on creating a series of courses with the members of my mastermind group. Um, And uh, you know, I'm, I'm very much into the whole process now of creating courses. So I wanted to talk about how you can go about doing that. Now, first I want to talk about why you should even consider creating an online course. uh, Courses, in 2019 and beyond, and even before, <laughs> an online course is a great way to deliver value. I don't know about you, but whenever I need to learn to know how to do something, like, and I really want to go in depth, I will go out there and see if there's a course on that topic. One of the things I started doing recently is TV. And um, uh, I'm... I'm uh, on Fox 35 in Orlando, uh, talking about tech stuff every so often and social media news and so on. And before going on my first segment, I wanted to do well with it. So I went online. I started looking for different searches, uh, different courses, on, on or different resources, actually, on how to be good on TV. And I found a course, and I took the course, and that made a huge difference in, how, was, how I was able to do on that segment. It resulted in you know, me being invited to come and do these segments regularly. Creating courses, participating in courses, is a great way to get value and to learn. Uh, courses are generally, um, if, if the course creator does it well and you're listening to this episode, so you're going to do it well, they're well-structured. Courses help you solve a problem, and quite frankly, courses have a higher perceived value than creating something like an ebook. When you create an ebook, that's great. You can sell that ebook, but you're probably not going to be selling that ebook for hundred dollars or thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars. But you can you can create a course if it offers enough value and sell it at those prices easily. So it does have an, a higher perceived value. Another thing I love about you know, having an online course to sell and, quite frankly, any digital product to sell is that you can sell it while you sleep. You know, you keep hearing about people saying, man, I want to make money while I sleep. Well, you can literally do that if you have a course and you have a system for selling it while, I mean, you don't have to be there with the person in order to sell it. And I absolutely love that. And creating online courses, it's easier than it was, than it has ever It is so much easier today to create it than in 2014 when I started creating the courses for the coaching club or even um, uh, uh, earlier than that. It used to, I mean, creating a course was a very, very super technical process. And fortunately, there are tools that make it so easy. So it's a great way to deliver value and help people solve a problem, well-structured, higher perceived value, Um, You can sell it while you sleep, and it is easier than it has ever been before. The barrier to entry is much lower, and that's a beautiful thing. So that being said, what we're going to do is first talk about how to create an online course. Then we're going to go into how to sell your online course. Let's start with the creation process. Now, by the end of this segment, here's what you're going to know. You're going to know exactly how to create one how to sell one, an online course, even, get this, even if you have no money to spend. Now, I'm going to tell you the range of options. So I'm going to tell you, you know, the stuff that what I would do if I want to invest in creating a course. But I'm also going to walk you through, you know, some things that you can do if you don't have any money. I'm not talking about if you have a little bit of money. I'm talking about you, you got nothing. You want to create a course? You Well, you, you got a laptop or a computer, hopefully. <laughs> um, we're going to get into how you can create one. Okay, step number one you want to choose a topic. You got to have a topic for your course. Now, how do you come up with a topic? Well, there are a few questions I want you to ask. These questions, if you've been listening to me for any amount of time, should not come as a surprise to you. I ask these You have to ask these questions whenever you're creating anything new that you want to put out there and you actually want to sell it. Number one, who is your ideal customer? Who is that person that you're trying to attract is it that you're trying to attract upper level biology students that are taking a physiology class and they're struggling to pass it who do you want to who is your ideal customer are you trying to to, to 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 help people that are trying to create content inspire others and and change the world while building an online business with a blog who specifically are you trying to attract and and the more specific you can be the better Okay, next question is, what problem, or maybe what problems uh, do he or her need, uh, he or she, he or her? What, what's wrong with my, my grammar there? What problem does he or she need solved? And it can be multiple problems. You could, you could start, I mean, we're just brainstorming, right? We're thinking about what are the things that this person is struggling with. We know who this person is specifically. Now, what, what problem... Does he or she need to solve? Then again, uh, you want to go to the next question, which is what struggles will he or she have when trying to accomplish the goal that he or she has? So what struggles will they encounter while trying to deal with this problem that they need solved? And lastly, what course can you create to help him or her solve that problem and overcome those struggles. Now, once again, this is just the brainstorming stage, right? So you're thinking about the different problems. You're coming at it from different angles. You're, you're thinking about the struggles and so on. You, you maybe come up with multiple ideas for a product, a, a, a course that you can create that is going to help them with the problem or accomplishing those goals or overcoming those struggles. And you want to get specific about that topic. Now, uh, bonus points for this next one. The best way to do this is to survey your audience or to speak to your audience if you already have an audience. So if you have an audience, right, and you're trying to create a product for them, don't just guess about, you know, what they're struggling with and what they're trying to accomplish and all that stuff. No, just ask them. And that data is what you can use to determine what your topic will be. So we know who we are trying to attract we, we know the problem that we're helping them solve. Um, maybe we've surveyed our audience to get an idea of what they're struggling with. And now we've selected our topic. That's the first step. We want to choose a topic. So for me, in this course that I'm um, revamping right now, I am targeting you know bloggers that are trying to grow their business, but nobody's coming to their blog. They are... They are struggling to get people there. They don't have a strategic plan. They don't have a plan for making it happen. They are confused. They're creating great content, but nobody is checking it out. So nobody's gonna create. Nobody's gonna buy their courses if that's something that they're trying to do. So, come up with a topic from your course for your course based on your answers to those questions. Step number two, this is something that I always do. I did this yesterday as I was looking at creating or revamping this traffic generation course. Do your research. Like, see what's out there. Go to Google. How are others solving that specific problem? What are they doing? What articles can you find on the topic? So go to Google and search for how to do whatever it is you're trying to teach them to do. How to drive traffic to a blog. I did that yesterday and I got all kinds of tips. There were so many articles on top 10 ways to drive traffic to your blog. Top 52 ways, literally, I saw one that was 52 ways to drive traffic to your blog. And you're not going and doing this research just to... Just to you know steal their stuff no it's just to get some ideas of what people are doing, and maybe um, there are certain things that you know you knew, but you weren't think of, thinking about them in the context of this course that could add value, so you want to do that research in my research i always i also look to see you know what stats can i find that are relevant to this um so yes search for you know statistics dealing with whatever problem you're trying to solve because that you know the more data you can add not the more but adding data and valid data to your like your introduction segments when you're talking about why this is so important that can add validity to your content and it can help round it out a little bit more uh, for your students for your customers okay so so do those kinds of searches find relevant stats also you can take other courses you can evaluate other courses to see how they cover the topic and how they get to the solution and how they provide the steps and all that good stuff once again You're not doing this to steal anybody's ideas, but you're going. You you want to you you want to do a great job at providing value to your your students to your customers. So So getting a full picture of what's out there can only help you for when you move on to the next step because you've chosen your topic. Step number one, you you've done some research. Step number two, and number three, you create an outline. This is the next step. You create an outline. Now, I don't recommend for people to create a script for their courses unless you are really good at reading a script. You've been doing it for years, and when people hear you reading that script, they cannot tell it's a script. If it sounds like you're reading a script, you will turn people off. (laughs) It's just not going to be as engaging. So you want to create an outline. Now, let's talk about your general outline. Generally, when I'm creating a course, there are a few things that I want to cover. Number one, I want to give an introduction. This is the what. What is this topic? All right? You introduce the topic or you introduce the problem that you are solving and then you go into the why. Like, why is this important? Why is it important to drive traffic to your blog? Well, I know it's obvious, but I'm still going to stay it. If you have no traffic... You have no audience, you have no audience, you have no one to sell anything to, you are making no money. This is important. And the more traffic you can get, and not just the more traffic, but the more targeted traffic you can get, more of the people that are struggling with that problem that you are helping them solve, the more likely they're going to be to buy the more likely you're going to be to make some money, (laughs) all right? And that's kind of important. So you start with the introduction. What is this? And then why is this important? And then you go into the best part, the how. How do you do it? How to do the thing that you are teaching them to do. If I'm doing a course on how to drive traffic, I better be showing you how to drive traffic. If I'm doing a course on how to create online courses, I better be walking you through the steps on how to do it. This is going to be the bulk of the course. This may just be the rest of the course, right? You're just going into the how. Now that you've set the foundation, you've given the what, you've given the why, let's now give the how now i want to talk a little bit about the the individual videos because your course might be one video but it may be you know five videos it may be six modules that all contain their videos how do you structure each video there's a simple formula for structuring each video step number one I don't remember where this came from. I know where I heard it from first. It was from Gideon Shalwick. Um, And and step number one was tell them what you're going to tell them. And then step number two, you tell them. And step number three, you tell them what you just told them. (laughs) It's such a great formula for you tell them what you're going to tell them, and then you tell it to them, and then you tell them what you just told them. So how would this look? So first, you tell them what you're going to tell them. In this video, we're going to be talking about five ways to drive traffic to your blog. Then, you actually tell them, way number one, we go into the way number one, and then we go into the way number two, and such and such and such and such. And in the end, you tell them what you told them. So in review, we've covered these five ways of getting traffic to your blog. Number one, number two, number three, number four and five so that's just like the brief review at the end so here's what i why i love this formula because in the beginning you are letting them know what they're gonna learn what they're gonna get from it so now they know what to anticipate then as you go through the telling them part you give them the satisfaction of checking off those boxes and saying okay yes he said we're gonna cover these five things we're at Number one, so we have four more. We're at number two, we have three more. Number four, so we have one more. And now I know there's one more coming. You know what to expect. And you are reinforcing the fact that you told them the truth when you told them what you was going to tell them. (laughs) It's a beautiful thing. And then at the end, it's just a review. Remember in the beginning, this is what we said we were going to cover. Well, this is what we just covered Now there's a sense of closure, there's a a sense of satisfaction, I feel great about the content that you just delivered to me in your awesome course. So for each video, you tell them what you're going to tell them, then you tell it to them and then you tell them what you told them, all right? And generally speaking, for the entire course, you start with your introduction, what is it, why is it important, and then it's how to do it. OK, now, lastly, and this is in my notes because I just thought about this. Now that you've gone through the how you do it, the best thing to do next is to tell them what's next. Where do you go from here? So let me type this into my notes here. What's next? All right. Is there an assignment that they have? Uh, are you going to give them basically some action steps? That is one of the best ways to end a course. And you can do that in each individual video as well. So we spoke about this first way to drive traffic. Now here are your action steps. Go and do it. Or here's your homework assignment. Go and do this. All right? Give them something to do next that's going to reinforce what they've learned. Because if all they're doing is learning, they will get no results. Now, I'm giving you some ideas for a a general outline for what you put in each video, but here's what I want to encourage you. These are not rules. These are some guidelines. And these guidelines work well. But depending on the nature of your course, you might want to do something completely different, and that's okay. This is not the Bible of creating online courses. This is one way of doing it that works well. If you want to tweak things a little bit, feel free to tweak. If you want to be a little different, that's fine, but make sure it's results-oriented. Make sure it helps to solve the problems that you've defined in the beginning. Make sure you are delivering on the promise of what your course claims to provide all right so that's step number three number one we've chosen a topic number two we've done our research number three we've created your the outline and number four man i need to create a course on this actually i do need to create a course on this this would be a good course for in the members area i have a digital product creation course that covers some of this but I need to go more in-depth with courses because courses are just great for making money. Okay, step number four. Create your course videos. Now, I, I didn't state this at the beginning, but you're creating a course. The best format to create a course is in video, all right? Um, I've taken a course that was a written course. Like, it was only reading, and it was amazing, uh, but... In most cases, when you are buying a course online, you're expecting to get some videos. So we got to create our slide decks if that's how you're going to be doing it. Um, this is a great way to do it. You don't have to be on camera, um, but slide decks that are teaching the content, is, it's, th- that's a great way to create your course because you can record your screen, you can talk, and all that good stuff. So you want to be visual, all right, um, with your slide decks. I man I can't tell you how many times I've seen courses where there's a slide deck and it's as if this person is just reading the stuff that's on the screen. I don't I don't need that. All right? If you want to sell me an ebook, sell me an ebook, but if I'm watching a video, it is not to read a bunch of content. You wanna be visual. You don't wanna to put too much text on there. Now, what are you gonna to use to make these, um, your slide decks? You can use PowerPoint if you already have that or if you wanna get that. You can use Keynote. You can even use Google Slides. You don't have to spend money on, you know, PowerPoint or Office 365 or, or uh, Pages, or, I mean Keynote or anything of that sort. You can use Google Slides. All right, Um, and you create those visuals. Now, it's a great idea to use pictures. I mean, obviously, we're talking about visuals. So the question then is. Where do you find good pictures? Well, there are a number of places that you can find uh, pictures online. I use depositphotos.com because every once in a while they have uh, a a deal where you get like 100 photos for $100 and that for me is a great investment (laughs) because those are photos that I could use in so many different ways. Um, But there are also uh, free places that you can find um, uh, uh, images. One that I've used in the past is called Libra Stock. Libra, like uh, L-I-B-R-E stock.com. And what that will do is it will search a bunch of different royalty-free sites that are free. And I love that. You know, so that that's one resource that you can use. Libra stock instead of going to like a bunch of different royalty free sites, you can just go to this one and it will search a bunch of different resources for you. Now, with this, when you're getting um, when you're getting royalty free images for free. You want to be very careful. You want to be very careful to, to look at the, the, the license that you have to make sure that you have the permission to use it in the way that you are trying to use it. Sometimes you can use it, but you have to give credit to the person that it belongs to and so on and so forth. So just make sure to look at the, um, the, 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 the license for those pictures that you're using, but I use Deposit Photos. Adobe Stock Photo is another one that you can use. That's more on the pricier end, I find, but they have really good pictures. Okay, so we're creating our slide decks. We're putting. We had our. We created the outline already, so the slide decks are going to be easy. You just basically create slides for all of the content that uh, that you outlined. I like to follow a general guideline that, you know, you're going through one slide a minute. So if it's a 45-minute session or a course, um, that's 45 slides. It doesn't have to be that exactly. Um, But one minute per slide is a great guideline. That way you're keeping things moving. You know, when you watch a movie... Uh, you're you're not usually gonna see a static image. It's not gonna stay on one shot for like more than five seconds. They're always moving and switching things up. Um, So one minute per slide is a good average. So we've created these slide decks. Now it's time to record our videos. What are you gonna use to record the videos? Well, you can use, you know, if you have a headset, that you can connect to your laptop, you can use that. That's not gonna give you the best quality audio. The audio is gonna be very important, but if you don't have anything and you don't have money to spend, if you don't have money to spend on a nice mic or anything of that sort, you can just use a headset. I highly recommend using that over just talking into your built-in microphone on your laptop. That is not a good idea, all right? Now, if you want to invest a little bit a little bit and get a nice microphone, you can get the audio I love the name of this microphone because it makes you sound smart every time you say it. The Audio Technica ATR 2100 USB. <laughs> it's a $63 mic and I love it because the audio quality is really good. I mean, it's great. I'm using a HAL PR40 right now, and that's like a three or $400 mic. If I were using the Audio-Technica ATR2100 USB, which is a $63 mic, you probably wouldn't notice the difference. I notice the difference because I, my, 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 I'm very sensitive to certain things with audio, but nobody's going to watch your course and be like, oh, man, I don't like the sound of that. Audio Technica ATR2100USB. They're not even thinking about the fact. They're just going to hear great audio. So they're not even going to notice it. And that's exactly what you want. You don't want your audio to stand out. (laughs) All right. So get a good mic. Then you want to use software. Uh, Now, if you're doing slides and you're going to be recording your screen, you have a number of options. On the Mac, you can use ScreenFlow. Uh, Of course, I'm going to link to everything that I'm talking about. But on the Mac, you can use ScreenFlow. If you're on a PC, you can use Camtasia. Camtasia works on PC or Mac. Um, Now, they both have a cost associated with it. I think it's about 100 bucks for those programs. Um, But if you don't want to spend any money, you can get the free version of ScreenCast-Omatic, ScreenCast-Omatic, all right. And with this free version, well, you can basically just record for free. There is a limitation; you can record up to fifteen minutes. Now, personally, I find that if you are recording a uh, a a course and you have individual videos. I try not to make them too long anyhow. A lot of my videos will be like eight to 10 minutes. I like having shorter videos that all fit together to create this bigger course. Um, so that can work. If you have no budget, use Screencast-O-Matic. All right? Now, you may also want to be on camera. I like to be on camera when I make my videos. I like to switch between the camera and the screen and I find that makes it even more engaging, even more dynamic, and that's a beautiful thing. So you can use uh, ScreenFlow or Camtasia for you know uh, editing your video along with your screen recording, um, or you can use if it's if it's mostly video like you on camera, then you can use something like iMovie or Adobe Premiere or whatever it is you use for video editing. Whatever you have on your computer that works. Nobody is going to say, oh, man, I don't like this course. It was recorded on a free video editor. Why? Because they don't know. <laughs> what they care about is the quality of the instruction. As long as the video is not distracting, as long as the audio is not distracting, in other words, it doesn't sound terrible, you'll be just fine. All right? All right. So you can use any one of those programs to edit your video. Um, And, of course, if you're using a camera, you can use a webcam. Uh, I would recommend using, like, an HD webcam like the Logitech C920. I know they have newer versions of that right now. The C920 is what I've been using for years, and it works very well. You can use your smartphone. Why not? Or if you have a DSLR, you can use your DSLR. I'm not giving specific recommendations because, quite frankly, there are so many different cameras out there and so many different phones that do a great job. Just have one that do a... You probably have one in your pocket already, so not a big deal. Alright, so we've created our, sli- well, no, we've chosen our topic, we've done our research, we've created the outline, we've created the videos, now we want to create any additional resources. Are you going to be providing any handouts that go along with the content? Are you going to be giving any assignments that they have to download, any other resources, whether it's spreadsheets, uh, printables, worksheets, whatever create those additional resources. People love having those extra things. Checklists, uh, that's a big one. Uh, There are all kinds of resources you can provide. Now, you don't want to go overboard with this. Remember, you're just trying to help them solve the problem. You're not trying to overwhelm them with a whole bunch of resources. So whatever those additional resources are, create them. Now, I want to give you um, one more tip when it comes to your courses. We tend to think that when we are creating courses, we want to make it as long as we can because the more hours are in there, the more valuable it's going to sound. No, no, no. You want to do as little as is humanly possible. In other words, just give them what they need in order to accomplish the thing that you tell them they're going to be able to accomplish. And if you can do that in less time then do it in less time. Don't feel the need to to make it longer in order to justify the price. No, the price is justified by the value, and the value is gonna be determined by the quality of the content that you are providing. All right? So don't don't try to make it longer just for the sake of making it longer. No, if you can accomplish creating a valuable course and it's only an hour long or it's only 30 minutes long but it provides the value that you say it's going to provide and even more then stop. <laughs> That's the end. Don't add don't don't add fluff. Don't waste people's times. Everybody's busy. All right. Let's move on to step number 6. The next thing you want to do is set up your free course. I mean, set up your course. Um, And there are two platforms that I recommend for doing this. Teachable or Thinkific. These systems make creating courses so easy a caveman can do it. (laughs) Okay, maybe not a caveman. But you get the point. It makes it so simple. The process that I've gone through to create courses in the past and even today because of the, the system that I've been using for many years, this like makes it so much easier. Thinkific, teachable, highly recommended. Now, what if you have no money? What should you use? If you have no money, I recommend using Thinkific. Here's why. They have a free plan and with their free plan, uh, both of them have a free plan. Teachable has a free plan. Thinkific has a free plan. However, with Teachable's free plan, you can only have 10 students. Now, uh, I don't like that limitation. I want you to be able to sell as much as you humanly can all right so prepare for a hundred students a thousand students a million students if that's how many if you can get a million students we need to talk because yeah you're awesome anyhow um, with thinkific the free plan you can have an unlimited number of students um also thinkific they don't charge you any transaction fees whereas teachable does charge you they, they do charge you um uh transaction fees and they're higher than regular transaction fees. With Thinkific, if you're using PayPal or you're using Stripe, you just pay the transaction fees from your regular, you know, payment processor. Um, but with Teachable, you know, and free plan, your transaction fee is like 10% or something like that. Or a dollar plus plus ten percent, and then on the paid plan is like a dollar plus five percent. So you you get charged a little more, especially if you are on the lower end in terms of number of students and the num uh, the amount that you're selling. So if if you're going the free route, think if it's the way to go. If you're going to the paid route, you don't mind spending more in investing money in creating your course. You can go with either Teachable or Thinkific. What I recommend, based on your needs... Go and check out the features, compare them, and see what works better for you. So some things that make them a little different, Teachable has an iOS app, which is always cool to be able to, you know, access it on a mobile device. Um, their discussion system is a little better. It's more intuitive in some ways based on some of the reviews that I've seen. Um, in terms of the sales and marketing features, and uh, uh, it, it does a pretty good job with those things. With Thinkific, once again, no transaction fees. They have better quizzes and assignments and student management systems. So I highly recommend just looking at the features based on what you are trying to accomplish and making a decision based on that. But if you're going free, go with Thinkific. If you're going paid, Teachable or Thinkific. I tend to, from, from the little work that I've done on it, I tend to prefer Teachable in some ways. Um... But they are both really good and make the process of creating your courses very easy. Um, Now let's talk about you know know, we've 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 um, uh, chosen our topic, we have done our research, we've created our outline, we've created our course, we've created additional resources, and we've set them up on Teachable or Thinkific. Now, what's next? Well, we got to sell it. We got to sell it because we we want to make some money, right? I mean. Having a course is one thing, but if nobody's buying it, you got no students, you got no money. So let's talk about what you got to do in order to sell it. First thing is you got to create a sales page. That should seem obvious, right? You you have to have a sales page so that you can promote that sales page. Um, you can create that sales page using Teachable or Thinkific, or you can create a separate sales page that directs people to Teachable or Thinkific. I like to keep things simple, so just keep it on whatever platform you're using. Now, your sales copy, like the written words or the the, the content that goes on your sales page, that is going to be so important and there's no one better in this world than i know to 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 give guidance on how to create that sales copy than my good friend and mastermind group member ray edwards he teaches the pastor framework Now, don't worry. You don't got to go to the seminary. You don't have to learn to be a pastor. You don't even have to be a Christian or believe in God to use the pastor framework. The pastor framework is an acronym that starts with problem or pain. The A is for amplify. The S is uh, the solution. The T is a testimony or the testimonials. The O is the offer. And the R is the response. So briefly, you start with the pain. What is the problem that you are helping them solve? The A is for amplify. So you want to amplify the problem, essentially. In other words, what will it look like if they don't take action to solve that problem? All right? What is gonna be the ultimate result? And you want to amplify that in their mind so that you can see, so that they can see why it's important to go on to the solution, which is the S. This is where you talk about your actual course and the value it provides and how it will help them to solve that problem. Then, of course, you have your testimonials. You see these on every good sales page. Stories of people that have used your course, gone through your course, and have had some results, or stories of people that you've helped. Let's say you're just creating this course right now, and no one has gone through it, but you've helped people solve that problem. You can share those stories right there. And then, once you've done that, you make the offer. How much does it cost, and and what is basically asking them to buy, all right? The call to action, and then R is the response, and hopefully that response is buy it now. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be taking your course. I'm giving you some money so that I can get the value that you've provided. All right, um, I'm gonna link to a, a resource where ray goes into this in more depth um and ray is going to be creating a course for the members of my coaching club over the next few months going through this exact process walking you through it step by step giving you resources to make this happen i'm excited to share that with the members of the coaching club by the way just if you're thinking, man, I got to be inside a coaching club. This guy sounds like he's doing doing some awesome things there to help bloggers build their business and help them be successful. Bloggercoaching.com. We've got all kinds of. This is my commercial break right now. This is me making my pitch. Got all kinds of great stuff coming up. We have Mark Mason is going to be doing a course on uh, how to build your business part time while working full time. Cliff is going to do one on how to cultivate the mindset of an online entrepreneur. Uh, Ray is going to do one on copywriting, uh, writing an awesome sales page. Um, Pat is going to do one on on on. Super fans, how to grow a community of super fans. And I'm doing one with Mike Stelzner. We're going to be doing an interview slash work, some kind of training on how to know which products you should be creating. So I'm excited about that. If you want to check it out, go to become, I mean, bloggercoaching.com. We're having a good time over there. Let's get back to the content. (laughs) All right. So that's number one. Step number one, create a sales page. Step number two, now it's time to promote that course. You've you've put all of that hard work into creating an awesome course. You've done the research, created the outline, created a course, and now it provides so much value. You gotta tell the world about it. So email your list if you have a list, share it on social media, reach out to potential partners, people that have audiences that would be interested in, in promoting your course. Reach out to those people. Do whatever you can do to get it out there because you have it. It's set up. You have your sales page. You have something to promote. Promote it. If you got a podcast, talk about it in your podcast episode. If you create videos on YouTube, announce it to your subscribers. Yes, the course is finally here. I'm going to help you solve that big problem that you have and you want to check it out because I just created this really cool sales page using the pastor Framework. You're not going to say that, but that's what you're going to be thinking. You're going to be thinking, man, I'm so slick, man. I'm using all these strategies, and this, this is awesome. <laughs> so now you're going to promote that thing to the world. And step number three. This is a step that I, I love. Uh, I've been doing it more recently, and it, the, it, it goes to the making the money while you sleep thing. Make your course evergreen. In other words, create a funnel. This is, you don't have to go this route, but this is what I'm doing right now, and I'm getting a lot of value from it, and it's bringing a steady stream. It's finally bringing a steady stream of people into my membership, and I absolutely love it. Um, so for example, uh, when someone comes to my blog, they see that I have this free training on how to go from idea to blog. This Well, it's essentially a free course and they go and they sign up and when they sign up, they go through a process of getting a series of emails that then introduce them to the coaching club. So as I create content and I put it out there, people funnel to idea to blog and from idea to blog they go through this process, they get introduced to my coaching club and then some of them will join. So creating a sales funnel is the last step. You may do a webinar funnel. You could do multiple kinds of funnels. I did go into more detail about creating a sales funnel in episode 310 and the title of that episode is How to Create a Blog Sales Funnel. You can get to it by going to becomeablogger.com slash 310. And that's it. That is how you create and that is how you sell an online course. Now my question for you is do you have a course? Or do you plan on creating a course? If so, come to becomeablogger.com slash 361. Let me know about it. I wanna know about it. Even link, leave a link to your course in my comments. Yeah, I'm asking you to promote yourself because I wanna see what you're doing. Now, if you don't have a course, that's fine. Just come by and tell me what do you plan on creating a course about? What problem are you gonna help your audience or your future audience, your potential audience solve? becomeablogger.com slash 361. That's it for this episode. Episode 361, you know how to get there. One simple call to action for you. If, you know, you listen to this and you're thinking to yourself, wait a minute, Leslie has a free course on how to go from idea to blog? I never heard of such a thing. Well, you've heard about it now. And I walk you through the exact steps that you need to take to, well, how do you even, you know, how do you come up with an idea? and how do you how do you um, once you have that idea choose a domain name and then from choosing the domain name how do you set up your blog and get it looking right and all that good stuff create the right kind of content uh, how, uh, how do you come up with a plan for driving traffic and making money go from idea to fromideatoblog.com. once again that's from idea to blog Dot com, and let's do this together. That's it for now. This is Leslie Samuel here from becomeablogger.com. We're changing the world one blog at a time. And until next time, take care and God bless. 888 eight, eight, eight,